Hey, this is Pastor Justin Krupski with you all, bringing it home. Uh, this week we have a special guest, Mr. Bruce Volker. He's actually our day school principal at Trinity Lutheran Church, a great man of God, man who walks with integrity, and certainly someone with great experience with instilling character into the next generation. So I'm excited that we all get to listen in to him, and may God allow us to bring his message home today. When I was in the classroom teaching, I had the opportunity to teach eighth graders for literature, literature, history, and religion for quite a while. In those classes, we did a number of writing projects. Now, sometimes these were expository writing, especially in history, where the kids were researching, telling me something they had learned. Oftentimes, they were creative writing uh, projects. Sometimes uh, the vocabulary words from a particular story that we were reading I would set those aside and have the kids write their own story using those vocabulary words. I had other prompts that I used as well. There are many aspects that went into the instruction of writing as kids practice their writing. One topic was developing the character. The kids would have to talk about the physical traits of their character, what they look like, were they tall or thin or what color hair they had. They described what what the character wanted or what were their obstacles. I would ask them to shut their eyes and allow that character to become alive in the stage on their mind and then to record what they saw as they did their character development. This would help the more difficult creative process to occur, to develop the character of the character. This is the true part of character. What we see in a person or a character, in a story, is just the tip of the iceberg. What is below is more impactful than what is visible. What is the foundation of character? What is valuable to them? What are the non-negotiables? How do they establish priorities? What do they love? What do they despise? How do they respond In times of crisis, people often say that that is the true indicator of character. And what is all this character based on? As difficult as this might be for a young writer, it is still much quicker and easily developed than in the real world. In fictional characters, we can shape their character in mere moments. The character can be created by the writer and be manipulated in the ways that they would like. It is with a stroke of a pen. The writer can give them a predefined manner of how they would respond in any situation. I found that my students often wanted their characters in their story to be conflicted. Now this might have been because we often talk that uh, compelling stories have conflict, something that gets in the way of the main character's desires. If everything goes right, is well and easy, it's all butterflies and bunnies for the main character, the story is not as appealing to readers. At the same time, we do like stories that resolve. In the end, we want our character to overcome and achieve their objective. I've read about studies where movie producers will have two audiences watch the same movie, one with an ending that resolves and the other where the character does not get what they want, and by and large, people like the one with the resolution. But we do seem to want them to struggle 
to get there. We want the character to prevail. In real life, we do not get to create an ideal character with just thoughts and a pen. We don't get to plan out the outcomes. Our characters develop over time, and, it, and it's shaped by our own real experiences. As parents, we want our children to be able to persevere and have strong character. Throughout our children's formative years, we hope and pray that our kids build character to serve them, not just now, but into adulthood. So what is the blueprint? Well, Scripture is a good place to begin. A fantastic summary is found in Paul's letter to the Christians in Galatia, and they were struggling with law and gospel. In the fifth chapter, verses 22 and 23, we hear these famous words. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And then Paul adds, against such things there is no law. We would be hard-pressed to find people in our society, Christian and non-Christians, who would not value these character attributes. Let's look at them again. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So it's that simple. Just abide by these words of the, from the Bible and our kids will develop a strong character. But of course, it is not that simple. To truly and authentically have these attributes at all times has never occurred in the history of mankind outside of the life of Jesus himself. So how is this accomplished then? I wish I had all the answers in a neat little well-rehearsed plan that had guaranteed results. I don't have that, but we can turn to the Word of God for advice. Look at these words from Proverbs 22, 1 to 6, and we're especially going to look at the final verse I read, verse 6. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, and favor is better than silver or gold. The rich and the poor meet together. The Lord is the maker of them all. The prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. The reward for humility and the fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. Thorns and snares are in the way of the crooked. Whoever guards his soul will keep, will keep far from them. And here's the key verse. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. The word train means more than once. We don't pray once, worship once, study the Bible once, and achieve the fruit of the Spirit. Wouldn't it be great if we exercised once, went for just one run, and we achieved all that was necessary to have our bodies in peak physical condition? Well, it doesn't work like that. The result of training may take repetition and time. It is a lifelong training, and it begins when your children are young. And don't give up. Don't be concerned if your training is perfect. We are not perfect, but we have been made perfect by Christ who did all the work for us. So model a life of faithfulness to your child. Involve them with you as you look at God's word and pray. 
Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. We pray that our Christian school plays a role in faith formation and character development based on Jesus Christ. As a dad of two kids who attended Lutheran Christian schools from preschool through their undergrad years in college, I am indebted to the many, many people who daily taught my children of Jesus and his gospel message for their lives. We strive to do the same thing for our children here at Trinity Lutheran School. May God bless you as you go about the difficult and rewarding job of a Christian parent. Thank you for tuning in to Bringing It Home. Join Pastor Justin at Trinity Lutheran Church this or any weekend. Check out trinityutica.com for the most up-to-date schedule. While you're there, click on the media library and select Bringing It Home to ask questions or to subscribe.